The following is a podcast from St. George's Episcopal Church in Arlington, Virginia. We invite you to support the ministries of St. George's Church through a one-time or reoccurring donation. To give, visit our webpage, www.stgeorgeschurch.org. The word saint is spelled in full. St. George's is a vibrant and inclusive community that is committed to loving God, serving others, and changing the world. Today's reading is from Paul's letter to the Romans, and Romans is absolutely Paul's finest work, written near the end of his life, and it is his most comprehensive and most eloquent work of all of the letters that he wrote to the churches in the early Christian world. And we're deeply grateful for this time together to reflect on it and to think about what a a gift it continues to be. It is such a timeless piece. It was very relevant at the time when it was written in the first century, and it has profound resonance for us today. In the specific reading that we have from chapter 12 today, we hear Paul's words to live a life that is worth living. Live a life that is a living sacrifice to God and to others. And today we really hear those words about a living sacrifice in a new way because all of us are experiencing some sort of sacrifice. All of us are sacrificing on behalf of the whole human family in light of the coronavirus. Some people are working very long hours. We think about the healthcare workers and people working on Capitol Hill and people working around the globe who are working more than ever. And we are in prayer for them and trying to sustain them and remember them every day in our life in Christ as we pray for them, that they will have the strength the sustenance and the ability to go forward and to know that there is deep meaning in the long hours that they are working that is bringing life and healing to the world. We think most specifically of the healthcare workers, all of the doctors and nurses and medical personnel who are ministering to the needs of those who are ill and those who have been exposed, and we hold them in deep prayer. So all of us are sacrificing in some way. Some people are feeling isolated right now. They're not able to go out because they are in a risk category or have been exposed and are doing this out of consideration for others, out of love for others, that they don't spread the coronavirus. And we also think about the sacrifice that many people are making financially. This has had a huge effect on our world economically, so we hold those people in deep prayer. And we know that we are all connected one to another because all of us are sacrificing in one way or another. But the way that we make our sacrifices a living sacrifice is to do that remembering that God is sustaining us through this time. One of the ways that Christians specifically are called right now to be a living sacrifice is to have the ultimate sacrifice of not being able to gather for public in-person worship. In the Episcopal Church, we know that that affects us very profoundly. Bishop Susan Goff, our bishop in the Diocese of Virginia, extended our fast of public in-person worshiping 
for the next several weeks. We won't be worshiping together through at least May 8th. And we know that as a tremendous sacrifice for all of us, we look forward every week to gathering in the flesh, in community, to be the body of Christ. And we celebrate the Holy Eucharist together every week when we're able to gather in person. And it is such a tremendous sacrifice not to be able to break the body and to drink the blood of Christ and to be sustained in this way. So we're going through a time of fast. There are some churches that are still celebrating the Eucharist just with the altar party in a very small way on behalf of the community, and that is a wonderful thing. And then others of us are deciding to fast from the celebration of the Holy Eucharist and to celebrate morning prayer instead. And that is a, a tremendous sacrifice. The Holy Eucharist is absolutely central to Christianity and has been for over 2,000 years. But we do that knowing that we don't want to endanger each other by gathering physically and that we do that in solidarity with all of humankind who is making a sacrifice for this time of being really very exposed and vulnerable to what's going on around us. So when we think about the importance of the Holy Eucharist, we think about how hard it is not to be able to be together. And yet we know that it's not a good thing to be together in person. And we also know that theologically, uh, that when we gather for Holy Eucharist and the celebration, when we break the bread together, that it's meant to be shared that it's meant to be shared in community, that Christ came to be with us in the flesh as a human being. That's what the incarnation is all about. And so we'll continue to fast from the Eucharist for now until we're able to gather and to be able to share that together. For me personally, that seems like a tremendous sacrifice. I am so longing, so longing, to see all of you in the flesh again and to be able to celebrate the Eucharist together. My sense of priestly vocation is very much centered on the joy that I have in celebrating the Eucharist with everyone each week. So it feels very sacrificial for me not to be able to do that with you, but I look together to a time with holy longing when we'll be able to do that together. And we know that even though this is a time of fasting from the Eucharist, that it is a time to feast on God's word, that we gather for the Eucharist celebrating and breaking the bread together and sharing it. And just as we break the bread together during this time of fasting from the Eucharist, we can still break the word, that we can open up the word and share it with one another in Christian community and to do that for the life of the world and to sustain our own prayer lives. So I encourage all of us to think about this time of fasting from the Eucharist as a time to feast, to have a sumptuous feast on the word of God. And that can happen in three ways. 
first and foremost in this service of morning prayer that we are all experiencing together today as we reflect on God's, God's lively word. Morning prayer is such a central part of our Episcopal tradition, and it's one that not all of us are used to. Some of us grew up in the Episcopal Church and are used to morning prayer, and others of us have never experienced it before. So this is something new, a new way of worship during this time of fasting from the Eucharist. So we have this time of morning prayer to feast on the word together. And the second way that we can feast on the word is by joining one of the virtual house churches. I've been so encouraged by the 48 people that have signed up to be in the virtual house churches that we are doing together online. These are small groups. We've got six small groups of eight right now with uh, virtual house church leaders who have names that are different from the house church leaders in the early church. Those names like Aquila, Priscilla, and Phoebe that we know from scripture. And now we've got virtual house churches uh, with names of St. Georgians, Denise, Elliot, Angela, Loretta, Bernie, and Mary. And they are going to be a great gift to us as they facilitate our conversation. As we check in each week about our joys and challenges, as we center our life on a life of prayer and praying on behalf of our community and the life of the world, and also in a time of reflection on the passage for each Sunday. So I hope that if you are not already signed up to be a part of a virtual house church, that you will do that. And you can do that by emailing um, in the directions that were given in this week's e-newsletter, Dragon Bites. And if you're part of the virtual community, you can find emails for um, the staff online on our website, and you can email me, and I will be glad to connect you and to help you be a part of that. And I'm hoping that we've got these six house churches now and that these churches are just going to grow and grow and that we're going to have many more um, as we feast on God's word and feast on that mutual support, that mutual affection and love that we are called to provide to one another in our life in Christ that Paul talks about in this passage today about loving one another with mutual affection. This is a concrete way that we can do that and that we continue to break the word and to see God's meaning for this passage of scripture in our daily lives. And the third way that we can uh, be a living sacrifice and feast on God's word during this time is by personal prayer and by feasting on God's word in biblical study. Bible study is absolutely fascinating. Once you get into it, you just learn so much and you see that all the different parts of the Bible were written to a specific time and to a specific place and that we are called to really dig into the word to see what it is that God is saying to us today. And one of the resources that I'd like to recommend is the New Oxford Annotated Bible the New Revised Standard Version, so that's the New Oxford Annotated Bible. 
and it has wonderful footnotes and amazing reference material. It's a very scholarly edition of the Bible, a scholarly translation of the Bible, and there's also another one in addition to the New Oxford Annotated Bible that is called the HarperCollins Study Bible. And these are both wonderful resources, and you can look at the footnotes, um, and there's all sorts of uh, background material, and it really is a wonderful way of deepening our relationship with God. And you can do that. You could uh, do your own prayer and study around Romans 12 this week, and then take those discussions. If you are part of a virtual house church, you can take those insights that you have received to the discussions this week. So this really is a time of feasting on God's word, even though we're not able to celebrate the Holy Eucharist at this time. And we do that out of our love for God, our love and mutual affection that we have for one another. And we do that as a living sacrifice to God and to others, those we love in our lives and those with whom we are linked together in prayer. Amen.